Hey, what's good? What's going on, everybody? You already know who this is. It's your favorite sofa child. Yeah, yeah. Shark coming back at you once again here at the PG Podcast, man. That's positive energy generation because we're that for life. We're choosing the positivity to all this goddamn negative that go on the world. All right, so now we got that out the way. I had to really put emphasis on, on that. Um, Anyway, now we go there. I want you guys to go dive into the previous episode. It was amazing. It was uplifting. It, it really put you into a different mindset. Go dive into it. Okay, we had a great lineup of speakers and artists and comedians who shared their wisdom and music and laughter with us. So make sure you go dive in. I want you to stop right now, tune in, and follow. If you're new, follow, share with a friend. If you're not new, still share with another friend because you never know who this will touch, okay? We had speakers and inspirational figures from Teresa Hodge who gave insights on challenges about the incarceration system. Then we had words from Steve Harvey, how to receive. Man, you want to get ready and dive into some some groovy-ass tunes with my peoples like Damani Harris, Eddie Kendricks, um, Miss Mooney Long, Miles Jaw, and we got so many much more um, to dive into, such as affirmations and laughter with uh, Reggie Thomas. I'm telling you, you want power affirmations from Stan Walker. And if you like, man, uh, am I missing something? Yeah, go dive into it right now, right now. So let's tune into what we got going on for episode 11, which is what we at right now. In season five, which we know is dedicated to the incarceration system, we want to continue to stress the love and the, 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 the amount of gratitude we have to just to be able to do this all the way in season five. So I want you guys right now to tap in with us, okay? You'll find a mix of vibration, a mix of soulful tracks and uplifting messages, okay? We're going to dive into Topeka K. Sam. She want to talk about the urgent call of action on women in prison and that is going to change the game this episode y'all is all about empowerment self-discovery and embracing the journey dedicated to the ones who have been affected by the incarceration system and justice system and their families too okay yeah so dive into so many great people again we got j cole coming up we got jay-z and powerful words on uh, wealth coming up we got sir and kendrick lamar coming up with hair down nipsey hustle the late mr great nipsey hustle with wisdom and so many more, more, man, like Bob Proctor. We got affirmations coming up. We got more motivational words coming up. I mean, we got more jams coming up. So, look, let's, let's not waste no more time. Go dive in right now to the PG Podcast, playing on all major platforms, okay? Because the vibes are set, man. It's unmatched. It's just a vibe team, man. So, go check it out right now, okay? I. That's all I got to say. See you there. Don't be square. Let's get it. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Hurry up. I've always been a fearless person, always. I remember my mother telling me when I was two years old that she asked me to go get some diapers 
for my little brother, and I told her with my hand on my hip, that's your baby, you get it yourself. <laughs> and so that fearlessness took me to walking in the streets of New York in wee hours in the morning to going to Jamaica, duct taping hundreds of thousands of dollars on my body, to selling kilos of cocaine with the Mexican cartel, which ultimately landed me in federal prison. I didn't know that this one trait of fearlessness would lead me on a journey that would change the course of my life and ultimately hundreds of girls in the process. And so I think back to my childhood, my parents, they beautiful. <laughs> they were franchise business owners, had been married over 50 years to date, and they wanted to provide the best opportunities for my siblings and myself to succeed in a world in which they knew would be stacked against us. And so they thought by giving us the so-called American dream, the big house with the pool in the backyard and the white neighbors would make things better, right? It wasn't that simple. And so, when I left the protection of the suburbs and went to college in Baltimore City, things were not so black and white. And so in 1994, I remember walking onto the campus of historically black Morgan State University. And I remember being so excited when I saw the sea of beautiful faces that looked just like me. And I remember a young man saying to me, you sound like you're white, where are you from? I said, I'm from New York. Well, you sound white. And I'm like, well, what did that mean? And I was confused. And so I began to try and sound like what I thought I was supposed to sound like, black. And then I started venturing off campus into the city, hanging out, going to all the hot spots, being young, naive, you know, what college students do. And so I remember just feeling so powerful from the attention that I received. And <clears throat> so this went on for years, and I stumbled into a lifestyle that most people see on television shows and in music videos. And yeah, I was working, and I was in school, and you know, on and off, and I was the down chick, side chick, main chicks, chicks chick. <laughs> and I went from sitting pretty in the passenger seat to now wanting to drive the car. And I thought, if they're doing it, why can't I? And so I did. And so this went on for years, and then in 2005, I remember receiving a phone call to come to New Jersey. And I went, and when I got there, it was 50 kilos of cocaine. And I wasn't afraid. And so every week, like clockwork, they came for a year. And so one fateful day, a homeboy of mine calls and says, I was just robbed for five keys, and that was about $100,000. And I remember saying, look, my dude, that's not my problem, that's yours. And I never saw him again. But I did receive a phone call. Yo, you need to leave town. Your boy paid me to kill you. But I don't kill women or children, but I don't know what he'll do. 
and so I left. And soon after, I was arrested, but no jail time, and I had vowed that I wouldn't do anything or be around anyone that remotely looked like my past. And so I moved to Harlem. I started working. I mean, I always had a job, but I started another job. And I started a business. And everything seemed good, but yet again, it's not that simple. And so I fast forward to 2012, and I find myself caught in a sting operation in Richmond, Virginia, on federal drug conspiracy charges. And I thought, like every other time, I was going to get through this until the judge says, no bail. You're a drug queen pin and a threat to society. And so I knew I would be in jail until I either, A, decided to go to trial and fight my case, or B, take a guilty plea. And so this is where the real journey began. And so I was housed in a small county jail in Hanover, Virginia, Pamunkey Regional Jail. And I remember seeing the same women come in and leave, come in and leave, never to come back and be told that they had overdosed. And then I decided it was time for me to really start asking questions and find out what was going on. And so for the three to five hours a day that they let us out the cells, I asked some of the women, could I interview them? And I started going to NA meetings and asking questions because I thought that people who use drugs did it because they wanted to, and that I wasn't doing anything wrong, and that they knew what drugs would do, and so they had choices, right? Until I heard the tragic stories like, my dad was raping me, and he gave me the heroin and told me to take it and the pain would go away. Or the only time I was able to spend time with my mother was when we smoked crack together. And the stories came and came, and I cried and cried, and I could not believe what I contributed to. And my spirit was convicted, and I, and I woke up. And so I decided to take a guilty plea because, in fact, I was guilty. And I prayed to God, and I asked God for forgiveness, and I forgave myself, and I knew I was redeemed. And so I was sentenced and off to federal prison. And so the most horrific experience of my incarceration was the transport. <clears throat> and I can remember being handcuffed and shackled and telling the guard that the, the, sh the shackles were too tight and they made it tighter. And to this day, I still have scars. And I remember seeing about 50 buses out at the airlift filled with prisoners from all around the country that needed to be transported to Oklahoma to the Federal Transfer Center. And the marshals had their guns pointed at us. And I remember going on the plane and asking, are you going to take these cuffs off? And the marshal laughed at me and he said, you're property of the federal government. You don't ask questions. And so when you think of a plane, you have first class in the front, coach in the back. The women sat in the front, and the men sat in the back. And so if the women had to go to the restroom, we went to the back of the plane. And so, of course, I had to go. And so I remember sliding down in handcuffs and shackles, and I remember some of the men groping on me. 
And I remember telling them to stop. And I remember the officer standing behind me, telling me not to talk to them and watching them continue to grope on me. And I thought, how could another woman allow this? And I went into that bathroom and I cried like I had never cried before in my life. And so you may wonder why I'm standing here right now telling you this story and telling my story to a room full of strangers. I'm sharing my story because it's the same tragedies, traumas, and experiences that every former incarcerated woman goes through when she's applying for a job, trying to get housing, or even trying to go back to school. Asked to tell her story to a reporter or to lend her voice to a conference panel for authenticity. But my story was not like Sancha Rucker, who was sentenced to 13 life sentences in federal prison, has been in almost 20 years right now for a first-time nonviolent drug offense, who left her two-year-old daughter, Kendia Riley. Alice Johnson, who too was sentenced to federal prison for life without the possibility of parole for a first-time nonviolent drug offense, conspiracy. Michelle West, who was sentenced to two life sentences, plus 50 years, plus an additional 10 years supervised release, as if, right? She's been incarcerated now 25 years, or 26 years, I believe, for a first-time drug conspiracy, and also left her child, Mikkel West. And so from the day of my redemption, I knew that it was my mission and purpose from God to create and build platforms for women Incarcerated and formerly incarcerated to use their voice and create change. And so I started the Ladies of Hope Ministries, an organization that helps marginalize and disenfranchise women and girls. And tomorrow, we are opening Hope House in the Bronx. <laughs> A safe housing space for women and girls. And I've had the distinct pleasure of traveling around this country alongside Andrea James, the Executive Director of the National Council for Incarcerated and Formerly Incarcerated Women and Girls, and met brilliant women all over this country. And a 2017 Soros Justice Fellow working on parole and probation accountability, which is a whole nother TED Talk, and it looks like I'm already out of time, but... <laughs> so I just want to give you a little context on, usually I don't stand and talk about the degradation and humiliation that I went through, but instead, I talk about the brilliant women that I've met who were incarcerated just like me. Women like Lashana Thompson, who's right here in D.C. and formed The Wire. Teresa Hodge, D.C., Mission Launch. Sarita Stive Martin, New Orleans, Operation Restoration. Fox Rich, Fox Motors, New Orleans. Donna Hilton and Susan Burton, you all should know who they are. Michelle Jones, incarcerated 20 years in Indiana State Prison, has been home two months and is a doctoral student at NYU. Dolores Canales, Kendia Riley, you saw Sandra Walker, that's her daughter, she's a student at University of Virginia. And Sarah Zarber, a student in the School of Social Work at Columbia University. The children of incarcerated parents, Ebony Underwood and Miko Underwood. Both of their parents, or I'm sorry, their father, William Underwood has been incarcerated first time, nonviolent conspiracy charge, over 28 years. Susan Rosenberg, 
and her partner, Dawn Real, and my little black friend, Stella. I always call her my little black friend. <laughs> and again, Susan Rosenberg and, and Laura Whitehorn, who are both political prisoners of war and are fighting for political prisoners still in this country, and Lois Ahrens, who is not formally incarcerated, but has been doing this work through Real Cost of Prisons Project for 50 years, and she stands beside us. Shonda and her daughter, Jam. Shonda is the most brilliant research assistant and data specialist. Tara and Sue from Washington State, and Ivy, who I was incarcerated with in Danbury, Project Liberation. Trey Johns, director of Black and Pink. Amy Pova, can-do clemency. Since her release and clemency from President Clinton, she has worked 16 years to free prisoners around this country. Tahiba Bain and Layla Martinez, both students, Layla in the School of GS and has a Beyond the Box initiative where she's trying to remove not only the box on college applications at Columbia University, but also statewide in New York, or country nationwide, actually. My sister's from YWCF in California. I'm going to rush through these slides now because I'm time's up. Um, North Carolina and Alaska, sisters all over this country. Sisters from Dallas, Celeste, has her own business, Save My Edges, entrepreneur, patent holder, my Just Leadership sisters who are doing amazing work around this country. And so today, right now, in this very moment, I stand for every formerly incarcerated woman in this world, turning the pages on our past. And we have used our experiences to triumph and to do amazing work that God wants us to do. And so I urge you to continue to help us fight and our feet to end the incarceration of women and girls. Free her. Thank you. Thank you.
so look, no cap. It all stemmed from the first time I did shrooms with her. You feel me? I was like, she was like, and then next thing I know, she in the back seat of my Bonneville. And we doing things we ain't supposed to be doing, you know what I'm saying? M55 on shrooms, take a minute, Pocket and honey, we burned a little hole in my gut. We walked in the function, they dog got the bump, and my dog got the rushing like sober your pup. Root, root, nah, nigga, don't shoot, shoot. Two six, we got loose screw. Shit was turned like a roots cute. I don't really do the cameras, I be low in Los Angeles. You niggas ain't never gonna see me, I might as well be in Canada. You niggas ain't never gonna be me, it's best to stay in your parameters. You know they gon' GOAT me, I spell it off for you like family. About to go put up on Riri, that for the feature. Ben Franklin, no, you ain't gonna catch me in the type of places everybody go I know exactly what my hands is for to carry a lot of dope I had no pot to piss, I had to fist, can't sit around and bottle Take a break and roll and roll and stick it like it high Not to a break relationship, at least I try Has your mind been gone and back a couple Hardly catching seats, no fatigue. 
Hit it with the rain, Missy E. Definitely chain, chain, oh she deep. Eat it with a spoon, call her reach. Then we fucking burn them calories. I couldn't give you a better reach. Fuck with you, cause you fuck with me. Fuck with me, or you fuck with me. Tell them girls to be the Sheila E. Eat a D, this the E and D. P and D playing on the speech. I know hitters, I know dealers, I know girls that set up niggas, I know preachers, I know healers, and I really don't feel no difference. We all hustlers, blue billy, we condition by condition, capitalistic, red through the lipstick, shit that they make up, make us forget shit. Like, you know, don't listen to anyone. Everybody's scared. You know, everyone tells you how things worked out, but it worked out for you that way. And so don't listen to anyone because their experience is, is unique to who they are. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then a lot of people will try to put their fears on you. You can't do that. No, you can't do it. Right. You know what I'm saying? So they just project and they're putting things that they don't believe that they can do on you. These are people that come from the same place that I come from. From. And we're talking about can I live and I'm singing that song and people are looking at me like I understand, I feel you. You mm -hmm. do you understand how much you've affected my life or people that listen to my albums that get them through situations, mm -hmm. you know, and even illegal activities, if we being honest, you mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, change is cool to cop, but more important is lawyer fees. That statement alone changed how people went about, you know, their movements. Right. I've heard this many times. This is not me just saying this. I've heard people come to me like, man, that line was so powerful for me. It, it made me put things in perspective. If I had a, a 600 bins that I was driving up to the projects in my mother's house, but I didn't have any lawyer money. And, you know, it made me prioritize, prioritize something you, know, you know, my life. There's a knowing in being an artist. There's a knowing. You can't guess, you can't think. There's a knowing. You have to know that even if it doesn't work today, tomorrow, this artists that I play that weren't popular at the time, that I play more than I play current artists. Shiggy Otis, I suggest you just go look up Shiggy Otis. It was amazing. At the time, you got no Shiggy Otis? And at the time, it wasn't this hugely popular thing. I think when it all said and done, we would play that music more than any other music, right? So you have to have this knowing that Okay, it may not work today, it may not work tomorrow, but this is the right thing and this is what I'm doing and this is what's feeding me. So I'll, that, that would be the best advice that I can, that I can give you, that knowing, just, just believe in what you're doing. And if, it's, and if you don't believe in it, then you're not doing it. You, you, you haven't figured out the thing that you do best yet. When you feel it and when you know, no one can tell you. It, you only have to be right once. What matters is, you know, the people who are sparked by it and the people who are like offended by it, it doesn't matter, fuck you, you know, like, because it's about motivating the doers. And anyone that wants to sit around and talk, they're doing too much time, they're taking too much time talking about it, instead of getting up off their and following their dream, because I'm here to follow my dream. You know, my uncle, he was telling me like, I'm never gonna, my uncle said, I never sell a million records. I sold a million records like a million times. You know, so I'm his nephew. I don't, I, I don't think he meant any malice. He wanted the he best just, for you, but he, he just was projecting his fears right. and things that, like, are you crazy? How are you going to do that? How? You know, I'm, I'm sure there's things that I do now that he, he can't believe that I was able to accomplish. But he couldn't even see it at the time. Mm. So yeah. he was just projecting, putting his fears on me. So the whole thing is just, you know, and always believe you're great, even before anybody else believes it.
you know, most people that were successful growing up um, from where I, where I was from never came back. So there was never a dialogue on how'd you do it, what happened. There was no mentoring program there. There was no going back and grabbing a person and teaching them, you know, trade or, you know, what it is that you do. And then that person go back and grab two people and then, you know, and it goes from there. So. People don't stand up and protect their dreams. People are too scared of getting, you know, spoofed in a way. And the irony of it is so many people that are creatives, think about a creative person in school. When you picture them, you probably picture them all the way in the back of class, sketching or maybe getting beat up. And I'm the one creative. And this is the reason why I went on stage. This is the reason why I did this. Because creatives have got beat up my entire life. And there's moments where I stood up to drug dealers in Chicago and said, you can't have my publisher come and kill me. Do whatever you're gonna do, but you're not going to bully me. You're not gonna to stop me because my mother made me believe in myself. No matter how many people tell me, stop believing in yourself. Stop saying what you can do. Stop affirming what you're gonna do and then, and then completing that in real life. That's the improper way to do it. I refuse to follow those rules that society has set up in the way that they control people with low self-esteem, with improper information, with branding, with marketing. I refuse to follow those rules. It's about truth. It's about information. It's about awesomeness. And the only luxury is time, the time you spend with your family. That's the only luxury to this concept of luxury. You know, my first album, I came out, I was 26. And I had seen so many things in the street, so my my attitude was like, man, I, you know, I've, I've seen so much, and you know, I don't have anything to prove. I know who I am. I'm a very self-aware person, you know. So when you're self-aware, even when you're dealing with someone's ego, you you, you know when to allow it to, you know, you allow their ego to uh, live in its own space. You know, it's it's the pro the only the problem is if you when you and when you engage that energy. That's when there's a problem. If you engage the ego with your ego, then it's like, okay, now something has to happen. It could keep escalating to a level that can uh, we be uh, irreversible, you know. But if you don't engage the ego, if you know how to manipulate or play around with the ego, and you give light back to darkness, you right? Know, it's it's very difficult. People to... don't know how to take that, especially yeah. at a younger age. Now, when they're a bit older, they can probably understand what you're doing. But if, if you're in a room and people are bringing all of that wild energy into a room and you just take a step back into the shadow a little bit, just let them do that, they would almost take offense. They're like, why are you playing along? Why are you getting involved in this? Did you have experiences like that where people thought, I don't know how to take Jay. I don't know how to deal with Jay. He doesn't engage with us on that level. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure, you know, and, and, and a lot of times that also can be, uh, uh, you can uh, misinterpret that as arrogance. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, in some right, in some way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If someone doesn't engage you in the way that you believe they should, then he <laughs> yeah. was like, he's arrogant. He's act like he's above everybody. Yeah. Like, no, I just don't want to argue with you about stupid <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> I just really don't have time. To argue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I made it not as a diss record. I made it as a challenge to the music industry. Like, let's not get stuck on one thing. Let's, you know, rap music is about diversity like if you know you got on those nikes i'm just rock you know dunks and if you, it's all about everyone contribution you know you had before you had tribe dice cube public enemy at the same time it was digital underground it's just so many different i had every album you know it was all different types of sounds and approaches but it was still great music i'm not just you know, auto-tune is bad, you know. There are songs that have auto-tune that I love, but when everyone jumps on this uh, 
bandwagon and everyone make tries to make the same exact record. I mean, I heard that record from TV. I liked it. I don't want to hear a hundred times from a hundred different artists. Like, I don't want to hear different stuff. The codes of that. Go listen to all my music. It's the codes of self-esteem. It's the codes of who you are. If you're a Kanye West fan, you're not a fan of me. You're a fan of yourself. You will believe in yourself. Class is the new way to discriminate against people, to hold people down, to hold people in their place based on where their kids go to school, how much money they make, what they drive, where they live, and what type of clothes they have, and how much, you know, how much they have in their account for, you know, retirement. To somehow say that this person right here means more than this person. Like, I know we, you know, I know I tweeted, you know, Black Lives Matter, but, you know, all lives matter. Like, my doorman is more important to me than any head of any company. He keeps us safe. My driver keeps us safe and goes to work every day. The guy painting the windows, you know, at the house, you know, when we changed them from white to chocolate brown or, you know, what the architect suggested. He is just as important as anyone else that walks in that house and grabs a glass of champagne. You want to unleash that talent, your mind lets it go, you know, because it's there. You have to have the belief that when you uh, draw from that well of talent, that it's going to be there. You have to have that belief that when you go into the basket, no one that's on that court can stop you. When everyone's on the court, they're coming for you. When the opposing player walk into that arena, they're thinking about upstaging you. You're, you're like a trophy to them. They're thinking, if I'm better than this guy, if the spotlight turns on me. So you know you're a superstar because you're a mark man, everyone's coming. They don't even realize that when they box me in or try to verbally put me in some type of box or put Donda in a box, that they're really showing their level of ignorance. They're putting themselves in a box. And, you know, people can write, write, write all they want, but what are people doing? And if there's anybody that's out there doing, they know how hard it is to actually do. And I'm like a motivation of the doers. If, if everything I did failed, which it doesn't, it actually succeeds, but if everything I did, uh, failed just the fact that i'm willing to fail is an inspiration people are so scared to lose that they don't even try i've been going silly for the west side you might catch me rolling where the breath's right Ain't no opposition, I'm the best right I might take my city on a test drive You don't wanna see me on a good day You don't wanna see me on a bad day I was just a nigga with some hoop dreams Now I'm in the league, bitch Now I'm in the league, bitch I can stand 
But your past don't exist, got a pad on your list, got a pad on your lock Calabas ain't the move, that's where everybody live Plus the mountain is hot, you forgot what you got Hold up, nuisance, I recommend a moan with a toaster I recommend a beer for the juices, I recommend you live with the truth is Psychedelic views and affinity pools, you're checking out Once I sweat them edges out Head down like vanity, I got the fuck ups, I got the damage fees, I got the gold dust, I got the anesthesia when you chose up. This ain't a fantasy, we bout to go up. See, I'm the hand of me, never got no love, but understand to me, maybe can mold us. And baby, I'm just tryna let my head down. Baby, I'm just tryna let my head down. Everybody's watching, I'm aware Take off my coat, do you promise to stay? If I give you my heart, would you throw it away? Do you mean what you say when you tell me you love me? Do you really? Do you really? not limited to music that point of view mm. it's not just about making music it's just about you know a mentality in my opinion just you know how to how to take your lumps in life you know what i mean because you're gonna you're gonna take your l's you're mm. gonna have your ups and downs so just a philosophy or a point of view on how to how to look at the journey the gang gonna test you you know what i mean mm. the gang, everything gonna test you if it's worthwhile um, words is powerful you know the ability to articulate you know you could you can you can really impact people you used to getting treated a certain way, you used to getting received a certain way, and then you step back because of your sacrifice. Art support. When I when I first came into like being a teenager, and when I started getting doors closed on me, I just was like, well, I'm gonna do like everybody else and I'm gonna pop my trunk. I saw examples of it in different categories and felt automatically when I got to the age of wanting to become self-made or support my own sure. ambitions you know that that's the step my advice would be define who you are and what you are and be clear on that meditate on that and then live and die by it can't break the rules the fundamental rules be be a man of your word do what you say you're gonna do respect people the way you would like to be respected you know my reach was the people that knew me mm. so when you really think about it who put me on 
and you and those people. Those people. Yeah. You know, and they spend five dollars with me. My cat, my 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 sales pitch used to be, you know, if it's garbage, throw it out the window, bro. I know your lifestyle. Yeah. Cause it's my lifestyle. I'm speaking to your lifestyle. It's very concise what I'm what, what the content of this record is. But if it's garbage, toss it out the window. I just want five dollars. And people supported me when they didn't have a reason to, just based on, you know what, you a young person trying, and I'ma support the ambition. It's not limited to music, that point of view. Mm. It's not just about making music, it's just about, you know, a mentality in my opinion, just, yeah. you know, how to how to take your lumps in life, you know what I mean? Cause you're gonna, you're gonna take your L's, you're mm. gonna have your ups and downs. So just a philosophy or a point of view on how to, how to look at the journey, you mm. know what I mean? You got where you at, you got where you're trying to be. And then you got all this shit in between that's not gonna matter when you get here. Mm. You know what I mean? So I feel like, and it was a way of inspiring myself also, just like a pep talk I was telling myself while I was in a, a vulnerable moment. It's just speaking to like the, the, the convo you have with yourself when you, when you outside of the opportunities, but you, you know your, your actions and your mentality our success, but the reality of your situation isn't. You said it, it's about just the, the authenticity and the honesty. I'm not in, you know, a culture of going outside hustling every day no more. I'm not in a culture of, you know, being involved with gang activity anymore. At that moment, for me to make art, I had to reflect on reality, mm -hmm. you know? And so that was, I would be, it would be untrue. Mm -hmm. if I was talking about balling or talking about owning businesses, I didn't. But as my life changed and as the reality, what I was actually living changed, mm -hmm. I had to change what fueled the art, you know what I mean? Right, and I think right. that's what keep it accessible to people. You got that's, people that, not to cut you off again, no, no, no. you got people that been removed from, from the streets for years and, and it's still what's the dominant narrative in their music and we lose touch with it because it don't, it don't have the same texture as when, when, it, when it was actually what they was doing. Things I would change is the things that affected other people in a negative way. I don't feel like it's worth it, you know what I mean, to, to hurt people or to like your actions to, to be so driven by ambition that they rub other people the wrong way. I would change those things. Anything yeah. else? Nah, that's the, that's the testimony. That's you. That's what gave me my understanding was that I can reflect in the moments of being confused. You're going to lay in the bed you make. You're not going to get away with nothing in terms of the energy. You know what I mean? You might beat the, the camera or the police. They might not catch you for what you're doing, but the energy is always gonna return to you. So when you when you're just living in this in this cycle of being negative all day and just putting out negativity and, and that's the only energy you're putting out, it's gonna return to you in different form than you put it out in. So I would just say, you know, master your energy. Do your best to master your energy and your and what you put out, you know, and um unless that's what you want. You know, because you, you're entitled to whatever you want to create, whatever experience you want to create for yourself. But if you're tired of that shit, adjust the energy. You know what I mean? As best you can, adjust, adjust what you wake up thinking and what you say. And then, lastly, what you do. And that's not an easy thing to do because it's, it's such a pressure in, the, in, the, in these areas to just go by the, the way things are. And don't quit. I think everybody get tested. Everybody get that game tested. If you don't quit, you're gonna learn. And you're gonna figure things out. That's really the secret to everything is how much you can take. You know what I'm saying? How much pressure, how much stress, how much insecurity in your decisions, all of that that you can take before you say it's too uncomfortable. I'm gonna just go back to being, uh, you know, I'm not gonna challenge myself. I'm gonna just be whatever your version of regular is. 
but just don't quit. I think you're gonna be able to get the education and power you through your, through your experience. Um, I think as human beings, everybody has a natural gift and a natural passion, but then you go outside and you get influenced and you, and you feel pressure from, from what's going on outside. And so, you know, I read one time, like, would you rather be at war with yourself and at peace with the world or at peace with yourself and at war with the world? You don't have resources, you in survival mode. You know, so being in survival mode automatically rules out a lot of things because you don't care about morality because you don't experience morality. You experience, you know, the need to survive. You don't experience, you know, fairness. You don't experience planning for the future. You just experience my ribs touching. You know what I mean? And it's better me than you. And you know, it's a survival instinct that kick in. So I think once you get out of the survival mode, your, your morals come back closer to, to your daily decision-making. You start thinking about what's right and what do I believe in? But until you get out of survival mode, you ain't got time to be worrying about right and wrong. You worrying about bottom line. You know what I mean? By any means necessary. Never make moves under pressure. I try not to. On, on Crenshaw, I've said, this is gonna be the first time I give my fan base the directive and say, if you wanna reciprocate, for the inspiration that I've given you over the course of these five mixtapes. Here's how you do it, proud to pay. It's a $100 CD, come to the pop-up shop. So you know I had one over enough people that we sold out the first thousand in the first day. The gang gonna test you, you know what I mean? Hmm. The gang, everything gonna test you if it's worthwhile. Right. And you gonna make decisions based on what you care about more. And without even being conscious that you're getting tested, you're gonna be getting tested. Hmm. And so you're gonna have decisions to make, should I, you know, continue this lifestyle, whether it's shopping clothes, whatever your lifestyle is, or do I gotta sacrifice a little bit because I really, really care about this music and it really is important to me. So whatever I gotta do, I'm gonna do it. And that's gonna be them distinguishing decisions, you know what I'm saying? That, right. that separate the ones that end up getting it from the ones that don't. You get people out of survival mode, they start thinking different. I did, you know, when I when I figured out, you know, how to how to get myself out of the situation my approach to life and people was different. I wasn't so angry, I didn't have my guard up. I wasn't so aggressive, I wasn't so, you know, expecting, if you ain't helping me, fuck you. It wasn't, that wasn't the mentality no more. And I can't blame nobody, you know what I mean? That's thinking about how they gonna pay their rent or like going through not having food at the house, being young and having to go outside to hustle for, for to feed themselves with school clothes. That's gonna change people, that's gonna make you feel away. And you can't fault them. You just gotta kinda empathize with the with the scenario and understand you put a, a person in, in survival mode, they're gonna survive by any means. It's, it feel good as an artist for people yeah. to appreciate your, your art. You know what I mean? Whoever it is. Mm -hmm. If it's somebody be like, man, that shit changed my life, bro, or if it's the Grammy, so. Highest level. I always respect when people find that balance, when they when they just make such a concentrated art that it's undeniable. We could be intentional and strategic as we as we want to be, but at the end of the day, we all are moved by next level art.
Bambi, Bambi. My dear, my dear, my dear. My dear, I want you here. Don't get too near, for there's lions beware. Oh, Bambi, I won't lie. If I weren't in this spider web of mine, if Grandfather never had seven wives, then darling, you would be love of my life. Oh, Bambi, it's my design to run the jungle. I must be a lion or be a cheater, but neither is fine. Don't wanna hurt my dear love of my life. See, the point is, 
You don't know how much future you've got. What's gone is gone. There's absolutely nothing you can do about it. Some of you have had divorces. Some of you um, have probably had bankruptcies. Some of you have had terrible things happen in the past. But what's gone is gone. It's in the past. And to spend your time focusing on the past is to spend the only thing that you've got, and that's what's right here, right now, because the sand never stops running. This is all we've got. And to spend your time now thinking of what happened there is making absolute certain that the future is going to be the same as the past. Now, I don't suppose many of us spend a lot of time thinking about that, but a lot of us spend a lot of time making that error. That's an excellent symbol. All you got is now. I remember years and years ago, I suffered with headaches, terrible headaches. I got to the point where I was taking buffering for the headaches. Then I got to the point where I was taking Sinutab with codeine for headaches. There was 16 in the bottle, and I got to the point where I was taking two bottles a day. As a matter of fact, most times I didn't even remember my head not aching. But I was sort of numb all the time. Of course, with that much junk in you, I guess you couldn't be any other way. And I remember talking to this chap. I was in the Hotel Vancouver, and I was picking up two heavy briefcases or suitcases, and I was in a real rush to get to the airport. He said, what's the matter with you? He said, you look like you're going to pass out. And I said, I feel like I am. Well, he said, what's the matter? And I said, my head is aching so bad, I feel sick to my stomach. Now, some of you suffer with this, and I felt like banging my head against the wall. It was so much pain. He said, go and sit down in that chair. And I said, I don't have time. I got to catch a plane. He said, listen, you can always get another plane. You only get one head. He said to me, do you know what forgive means? And by the way he asked the question, I just thought, I probably don't. And I said, well, I don't know. He says, forgive means let go of completely, abandon, just let it go. Unequivocally, no strings attached. Now he said, if you want to rid yourself of headaches, just forgive all thoughts that are on your mind. And you just listen to me. And he put me in a totally relaxed state. I felt better than I had felt for years. Because you're going to find that your head is aching because of the things that you're not letting go of. And it's causing tension and it's causing an abnormal state of vibration in the cells in the brain, which causes the blood to rush to the head. And as you put yourself in a totally relaxed state, you'll soon become programmed to relapse. I know that I would not be able to do what I do as often as I do it and as long as I do it if I wasn't relaxed. Leland Vell Vanderwall said something when we were sitting having coffee, and I jotted it down. Every time this guy opens his mouth, he drops a pearl, I'm so wise. He said, let us not look back in anger, nor forward in fear, but around us in awareness. Boy, is there ever depth in that? Let's not look back in anger. Let's quit thinking in reverse, nor forward in fear, but around us in awareness. I hope you enjoyed this video. 
We put a lot of good information up here and it causes everything in your life to get better. If you'd like us to notify you every time we put a new video up, hit subscribe and then turn on notifications. Check out all our videos and we will notify you when we put a new one up. Morning Affirmations I am attracting people who are aligned with my highest purpose. People pay me with open heart. I attract people who are happy to pay me. I attract opportunities aligned with my highest purpose. I attract people who appreciate my skills. I attract people who are in need of my help. I attract people who value my time and efforts. I love and respect myself, my time and my skills. I am open and willing to receive abundance. I am worthy of infinite abundance. I am open and willing to receive true love. I love every person and everybody loves me. I am open and willing to receive prosperity. Prosperity is my birthright. I am worthy of all of my manifestations. My manifestations comes easy. I am worthy of true love. I am worthy of good health. I am worthy of wealth. I am worthy of abundance. I am grateful for my blessings. I am thankful for being blessed beyond my imagination. I am divine child. I am open and willing to receive abundance in form of love, health, prosperity, wealth. Wealth, love, health, prosperity. Happiness is my birthright. I am ready for today with grateful heart. My heart is filled with gratitude. I am happy, prosperous, wealthy, kind. With each day I am becoming best version of myself. I am living my highest purpose. I am following my heart. I am worthy. I am worthy. I am worthy. Morning Affirmations I am attracting people who are aligned with my highest purpose. People pay me with open heart. I attract people who are happy to pay me. I attract opportunities aligned with my highest purpose. I attract people who appreciate my skills. I attract people who are in need of my help. I attract people who value my time and efforts. I love and respect myself, my time and my skills. I am open and willing to receive abundance. I am worthy of infinite abundance. I am open and willing to receive true love. I love every person and everybody loves me. I am open and willing to receive prosperity. Prosperity is my birthright. I am worthy of all of my manifestations. My manifestations comes easy. I am worthy of true love. I am worthy of good health. I am worthy of wealth. I am worthy of abundance. I am grateful for my blessings. I am thankful for being blessed beyond my imagination. I am divine child. I am open and willing to receive abundance in form of love, health, prosperity, wealth. Wealth, love, health, prosperity. Happiness is my birthright. I am ready for today with grateful heart. My heart is filled with gratitude. I am happy, prosperous, wealthy, kind. With each day I am becoming 
I am living my highest purpose. I am following my heart. I am worthy. I am worthy. I am worthy. Morning Affirmations I am attracting people who are aligned with my highest purpose. People pay me with open heart. I attract people who are happy to pay me. I attract opportunities aligned with my highest purpose. I attract people who appreciate my skills. I attract people who are in need of my help. I attract people who value my time and efforts. I love and respect myself, my time and my skills. I am open and willing to receive abundance. I am worthy of infinite abundance. I am open and willing to receive true love. I love every person and everybody loves me. I am open and willing to receive prosperity. Prosperity is my birthright. I am worthy of all of my manifestations. My manifestations comes easy. I am worthy of true love. I am worthy of good health. I am worthy of wealth. I am worthy of abundance. I am grateful for my blessings. I am thankful for being blessed beyond my imagination. I am divine child. I am open and willing to receive abundance in form of love, health, prosperity, wealth, wealth, love, health, prosperity. Happiness is my birthright. I am ready for today with grateful heart. My heart is filled with gratitude. I am happy, prosperous, wealthy, kind. With each day I am becoming best version of myself. I am living my highest purpose. I am following my heart. I am worthy. I am worthy. I am worthy. I just want you to cut down the time that it took me to the thing that I learned at 30. I hope you can learn at 15 or yeah, 16. Yeah. I just want you to be able to cut down on, I want you to be able to learn the lessons that can lead you to peace quicker. I know what life is like trying. I know what life is like when I say trying in this context in a bad way. I know what life is like to not be living in your peace and your comfort and your confidence. And I know what life is like to be living in your confidence. And you know what I mean? So it's like the time that it took me to get there on a more permanent, basis. I flirted with it in my childhood and in my teens and in my twenties, but was never solidified in it. You know what I mean? It was yeah, always yeah. attaching it to something. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's what I hope for them is like, yo, whatever comes after that is, is, yeah, is it doesn't yeah, matter. You yeah, know what I mean? As long yeah. as you feel at peace and comfortable and you know, and that's, that's really it. Like yeah, that would be the good. biggest blessing. Everything after that is a bonus. Once you just enjoy life on a content level, it's a bonus. I think there's two key ingredients. One is see yourself as high as you possibly can see yourself, right? So if someone wants to like be in the NBA, like they want to be an NBA player, to me that's not enough. There's a wide range of NBA players, yeah. right? Yeah. There's, a, there's an NBA player that never saw the floor. You know, he, he sat at the yep. end of the bench yep. his, his whole career and they never re-upped his contract and yep. then he had to go fight in the G League and boom, 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 boom. He was in the NBA. LeBron James is in the NBA. Yeah. Who do you see yourself as? And there's no right or wrong answer. Yeah. Clarify and define your, your vision for yourself in the highest possible way that you can see it. Do you want to be a 12-time All-Star? Do you want to be a league yeah. MVP? You know, you want to set the three-point shooting yeah. record, be a specific and see yourself as high as you possibly can, right? That's your first job, is to see it 
as high as you can see it. Be delusional even. Yeah. To the point where, to, to where your mind, right at the apex of what your mind believes is possible, maybe push past that even a little bit yeah. and define it. And then number two is like, believe it. You know what I mean? Like, like see it all the time and believe it. And whatever you got to do to protect that belief, my version of protecting that belief was, I wasn't sharing this. Yeah, you, I, you know, I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't yeah. even telling my mom. She knew I rapped. Yeah, yeah. She knew I did music. Yeah. I'm not even going to give my own mother the chance to try to bring me back down yeah. to reality. It's not going to happen. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, not going to happen. So, number one, dream as high as you possibly can. See yourself. Not even dream. See yourself as high as you possibly can. Define that. Don't just say, I want to do such and such. Because if you mess around and get such and such, you're gonna be mad that you didn't think about higher. There's yeah, a lot of people yeah. that do that. They're like, man, why yeah. didn't I think about being this instead yeah. of just this? Yeah. Because at the time you thought just this was it, but do the, do the yeah. thought work and see where you really wanna be. You have to do the work and because you love it, it's not always gonna feel like work, but sometimes it is. I'm sure there's times where Steph is in the gym or like waking up and it's like, ah, I don't really actually wanna go strength train or yeah. I really don't really want to go put these shots up I'd rather chill with the family yeah. but I'm gonna go do it because I know my ultimate goal is championship my ultimate goal is XYZ so he goes and does it and then within the work he probably finds joy when he's yeah, there yeah. I'm assuming never had this conversation with him but I'm assuming while he's putting up his shots while he's working on his moves while he's doing strength he finds the enjoyment and the presence in it but it's still work you know what I mean yeah. like it still works so those are like the three things that I would tell anybody whether they're 10 years old or 30 years old, you have to see yourself in the highest and, and the world will fill in the yeah. rest. Persistence is, is important because let's say you want something really bad and you keep trying and you keep trying and you keep trying and on the 10th try you don't get it still and then you say, ah, uh, okay, it's, it must be a sign that I need to stop doing what I need to do. But what if you didn't know that on your 11th try you would have made it. You would have made it happen and got what you wanted to get. So I feel like persistence is important because if you really truly love something and you truly believe, you should just do it for the love and you don't get to where you're going, you still were doing something you love. So persistence is very important for sure. Getting out of your comfort zones is the fastest way for growth. It's hard to grow when you're comfortable. You're not stretching yourself, you're not stretching your limits, you know, you're just in your comfort zone. So when I left a small city in North Carolina, 200,000 people, 150,000 people, and came to New York with 8 million, 10 million people, I was for sure uncomfortable. But just like you interviewing Jay-Z, I felt some nerves, but more, more importantly, I felt focused and I felt ready for the task. So I had to get out of my comfort zone to make it happen. So when I did those numbers, 220-some thousand or 217,000, nobody expected that. Nobody in the industry expected that. I didn't even know I was going to do those numbers. And what that was, was just a result of consecutive non-stop touring and also a combination of releasing free projects, which was really album. So you, you take these mixtapes, these classic mixtapes mixed with my touring, you develop a real fan base. Well, I'm, doing, I'm going to Toronto and I'm selling it and it's 4,000 kids in Toronto. Or I go to LA and it's 3,000. They don't see that. They, they didn't know if that translated to sales. So what we learned is a real solid fan base is way more important than a, a record at radio in the club. I go in the club and I hear a million songs from this rapper, a million songs from that rapper. That rapper can't sell the records I sell because he's not connecting to the people the way that I am. He is on the radio and he is when they want to party, but in terms of touring, in terms of saying the things that's going to affect their lives, in terms of an emotional connection, feeling they don't have I'm letting my mind like run the show, which is fine. I don't want that to happen for myself. Mm. You know what I mean? I don't want to be like a slave to my 
thoughts. You know what I mean? Like, and I feel like that's how I've been living my life, being like a slave to like my thoughts. And 98% of my thoughts ain't even my thoughts. It's something I seen on Twitter, heard on TV, something my mom told me when I was younger, something somebody else said. So these thoughts are like fears and worries or like just ideas from other people. And it's like, that stuff is controlling me. The society we live in, yeah, yeah. we live in this system. And that's why I was trying to say earlier, it all comes down to this system. Anybody would do, for the most part, anything for the money. And I don't just mean people that's pimping themselves out on TV or like, or even really just, you know, selling their bodies. I'm talking about people that go to a job every day that they hate. You sold out too. We all sellouts. You selling out. You're going to some, something that you don't like so you can live and survive. Life is, to me, life don't feel like it's supposed to be like that no more. You know what I mean? It don't, it don't feel right. I feel like somebody's time got to be worth more than $8 an hour. You spend your whole day going to work eight hours out of your day day is only 24 hours you're gonna sleep eight of those so right away that's 16 hours half of your day is making eight dollars an hour even if you get 15 an hour and they trying to raise minimum wage like what to 15 my an hour of my life is worth 15 dollars you have to stop looking at what you don't have and what's not happening for you and start appreciating like what you do actually have. Like my man, you got on a nice watch, like your hat is fresh, like you're in New York City, it's the land of opportunity, you know what I mean? You're a good looking guy, I'm sure you got maybe a girlfriend, like there's a lot of things, your family, there's a lot of things to be grateful for. And that's the only way you can climb out of like a place of focusing on what you don't have is by focusing on like, man, what do I have to be thankful for? And everybody got something to be thankful for. Even a homeless man, if he wanted to, he could be like, yo, I'm breathing today. Like, you know what I mean? Like my arms work, my legs work. You can start very small. It's a process, but that's how you can get about like of a negative space like that. But when I was young, I thought that success was all I needed. That's what was gonna bring the happiness, buying my mom a house, being the fame, the accolades, having people say, yo, you are the best in the game. I thought those would be the things that would bring happiness. And then when those things came, the happiness wasn't there. And I, I realized why that was. There was such an attempt to achieve these things and to keep going that you lose sight of the people and the, the blessings that you have around you. You're so focused on the next success, the next step in your career, the next check, whatever it is. And you forget the fact that you have these things that seem small, if you're looking that way, but if you look this way, you realize they're the only thing that matters, and that's your mother, that's your family, that's love. Any musician, period, any artist, I think just absolutely do what's in your heart, period. Say what's on your mind, speak what's in your heart and how you really feel. When you're trying to be something else, when you're trying to fit into what's going on, it's like you kind of stray away from your path a little bit. Sometimes you want to expand your style and like grow, and that's always good, but like, never veer too far from who you are, you know, as a, as a person. I don't buy into my own hype, you know, like I'm grateful for the reactions and the appreciation, but I don't buy into like, yeah, I'm the man, like, nah, I feel like I got a lot left. I'm gonna be here for years, like, I don't, being hot in 2013 is cool, you know, and being critically acclaimed in 2013 is cool, but like, what about 2020, like, where am I gonna be? I don't wanna be making a documentary 20 years from now talking about like this as if it was the end.
Dear Heavenly Father, as the morning sun graces the sky and the world stare to life, I come before you in gratitude for the gift of a new day. Thank you Lord for the restful night and the promise of fresh beginnings. Lord, I surrender this day into your hands. Guide my steps and fill my heart with your wisdom. May every thought, word and action be aligned with your will. Father, as I embark on this day's journey, remind me of your constant presence. In moments of joy, may I recognize your blessings. In challenges, may I feel your strength. Teach me, Father, to rely on your grace and trust in your divine plan for my life. Please, Lord, grant me the courage to face the uncertainties of today with unwavering faith. Let your peace, which surpasses all understanding, guard my heart and mind. Lord, may your spirit guide me, bringing discernment and clarity to my decisions. I ask for your protection, Father, over myself and my loved ones throughout this day. Please guard us against harm, both seen and unseen. Thank you, Father for the many blessings you have given me and continue to give me every day. Let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love, for I have put my trust in you. Show me the way I should go, for to you I entrust my life. Psalm 143 verses 8 To you, Father, I give all the praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Hold on. Then you know I always got to run my mouth at the end, so give me a few seconds. I just want to, again, always take time to thank you guys for tuning in because you didn't have to. You honestly could be doing anything else that you wanted to do, but you want to decide to tap, tap in with me and tap in with the family. So um, well, we really appreciate it. We love y'all from the bottom of our heart. We want y'all to continue to exceed in life, let you know that you're not alone. We go through ups and downs, too. It's just, you know, we take similar journeys, but our paths are different. But we, we all know that 
we just got to continue to inspire others. And what better way to do it by inspiring ourselves too is to reach out and inspire the next person. So again, we love y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in to this episode, episode 11. Make sure you share with a friend. Share with a friend, please. Because you never know who this message could be for, okay? You never know. We thank y'all for again for being here and tuning in with us. Go check out www.pegstyles.com. Make sure you go get some affirmation merch, man. I like to say designs, affirmation designs, because each design is crafted with a different um, manifestation and affirmation in mind to set a higher vibration and to remind you that your words matter you matter your voice matter okay so again we love y'all and continue to be blessed to be grateful nobody tell y'all today tomorrow today love you know that we do here at the pg podcast and uh yeah that's all i got for you see you next time let's get it let's go baby yeah yeah (laughs) oh Thank you.